Hey everybody, I'm Tommy Chong, and I'm listening to Spoiler Country because they're cool guys. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Hey, hey, people of Earth, it's time to enter the Spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on Spoilerverse.com. If you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcaster, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us and leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. And welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Ken Gregan. That is Mr. Horsley. And today on the show, well, it's the comedic icon, Tommy Chong, isn't it? It is. It is. You know, he's more than just a comedic icon. He's like an he's an icon of of he's a cultural icon. He's an icon of pop culture. I mean, he's everything, man. Yeah, he's kind of. I, I was well. Wait, when you get into this interview. Uh, hopefully you'll be just like me and I don't want to say shocked or surprised uh, because if you think about the career of what him and, and Cheech and Chong were and just Tommy Chong by himself, he's a very prolific writer. You know, he wrote all those movies. Uh, he directed he's a few of the movies. A he's uh, yeah. he's a musician. He's had, he's had hits in the sixties with his bands. He's, Mo- he's Motown hits too. Yeah, yeah Motown hits. He ran his own nightclub. He's done, Guy's done a lot, and been I don't in know. Prison. Yeah, he's been <laughs> in prison for some bullshit charges. But at the same time, it's weird because when you watch his stuff, he plays that stoner guy so well that you almost think that's him. You know, right, right. But I mean, you, I don't know. I, I it's kind of. I think it's kind of a, a put on because you can't be that much of a forgetful stoner and be as successful and talented as he is. You know. Yeah, he's just a super. He's a good guy, man. I I really well, enjoyed. Your secret's safe with us. We won't tell anybody. Right. I really enjoyed our time with him. Um, oh yeah, it was great. We went. So we <clears throat> we thought we we're getting like twenty minutes. We ended up going how long? Yeah, uh, an hour and a half or an hour and forty five. A long time. Yeah. So what are we doing with this one? We're going to split. Is that right? We are. We are going to split mostly because. And I'll I'll tell you. I'll, actually, I'll actually you know what I'll tell you why. Okay. When we come back. There you guys go. All right, well, let's just get into uh, Tommy Chong and his own words. All right, guys, we're back. Today is super special because you should get ready to laugh and have a good time. Uh, He's one half of the Cheech and Chong duo comedy that you, I don't know if you're like me, you grew up watching all these movies and listening to the records, and I wore out Up in Smoke on tape uh, because I had to listen to it really low so my mother wouldn't hear me listening to it in my bedroom, and I wore that thing out like crazy. (laughs) And 
You know, yeah, and he's yeah. also played Leo on that 70s show, Tommy Chong. Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Believe me, I really enjoy this. <laughs> well, it's I, I couldn't believe when they said you were coming on. I was like, no way. No way. Yeah, well, you, you know, I've made... I've done pretty good sitting at home, you know, yeah. signing autographs and, and doing Zoom calls and doing cameos and doing interviews like this here. Yeah. Because when you get older, you, you, you know how when you're young, you're shy, you don't have much to say? Yeah. When you, when you get older, you get too much to say. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, we had this guy on named uh, Kelly Jones, who's a, a famous artist, right? Yeah. And him and I talked for three hours and we get, we said bye four times to each other. We'd say bye. And then we talk for another hour. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Especially, especially, especially if you're the least bit uh, smoked out. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Cause that, that really makes a difference. You know, it's just like, like eating after you've been stoned, you know, after you smoked up, you know, you go, Oh man, this is the best food I've ever had in my life. Oh. <laughs> This is fantastic. You can what really taste the chocolate in this ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, this glass of water. Oh, my God. Where'd you get it? <laughs> I got it from the tap, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. And now, you know, I, you know, uh, I sell uh, all sorts of CBD products. Yeah, and, that's awesome. You know, but uh, I sell strips, like little breast strips, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, they got ten milligrams of uh, THC in them. Oh wow! And so, oh, nice. so they're like those so less, nice. like the like the old Listerine strips that you used to be able to get. Yeah, that just yeah, dissolves. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it dissolves, <laughs> and you can you can pick them up at you know in head shops and that. They come in, I think, fifty packets or or something. But anyway, you know, when when I'll, uh, I took a crew of uh, a game. Uh, designers you know those uh, video games yeah uh, i took we went to a hockey game in vancouver and uh watched the canucks play and and i give them all a strip next thing you know <laughs> you know the 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 what do you call it the beer guys there the the popcorn guys there uh -huh. They're just ordering all these munchies. <laughs> Can I get five popcorns and two oh, beers, yeah, please? Yeah, that's what it was. Mm. <laughs> it, it, it looked like an ad, you know, oh. <laughs> because they're just so much uh, junk food. No, those strips. And, and the only thing they do, they they get you really thirsty. Yeah, you know, you need your water. Like I, I do them to sleep with, and and I wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm just got to have that like, bottle of water next to you. Oh, just dry as can be. You know? Yeah. But uh, oh, it's so cool! I gotta tell you, man, they're time release, you know. My, um, where, well, actually, where can people go to to see all the stuff that you guys offer? You have a website? Uh, yeah, I guess. Tell it's me not gonna so. get in trouble with the DEA, is it? Ah, fuck! I don't know. <laughs> 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 I can't keep up with all these rules, dude. I, I listened to your. I can't. Um, Was it the Comedy Central thing that uh, this is not happening or this? Oh God. What's the name of that? It's that comedy show. It's like, this is not happening. And you came up and you talked about your DEA bust. And then one oh. that sh the thing that shocked me was they literally sent an undercover person to be hired by you guys and then sold to an undercover guy that did everything to make it illegal. That's how you got busted? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it seems fishy because they got us on tape refusing the order. Yeah. You know, we said, no, we can't ship it. And it's on tape. It was in, in the documentary. And, uh, and so we knew that we weren't supposed to ship, 
And so what the, what they did, the DEA agency, they said, well, we'll, we'll, we'll fly. Is it okay if we fly, come up and then pick up the stuff? And then and they said, oh, yeah, you can do that. So they flew in. And then for some reason, you know, uh, they flew in. They went to the, the shop. And next thing you know, we're shipping the stuff to them. So, uh, so either they got some unsuspecting guy or, you know, that because the whole uh, bomb company knew they, they were not supposed to ship, you know, that was the whole thing, you know, that was keeping us out of jail. And for some reason that, that, that got uh, the, the whole shipment got shipped. Yeah. And so, so I, 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 that's what I think because we had another guy come in our company and he was like the finance, a financial guy. And he was, uh, he was sent by the feds to uh, to find out exactly what kind of money we were making, you know. So he got right in the office and he's showing my son, you know, how to run a business because we really didn't know this was our yeah. first go at anything. And so he was showing my son, you know, the proper way to do a business. And in the meantime, he found out that we were losing money. You know, we weren't making any money. You know, it was it was a year old, so right. we were still we were still trying to get things happening. <laughs> but but they, but you know, I was so oblivious because you know it's been legal all my life, as right. far as I'm concerned. Right. You know, right. You know. You know. I wasn't trying to stop war or anything. You know. I'm a musician. Right. <laughs> I just want to get high, play my music. You know, I, leave I, me alone. I gotta ask you online. I heard that you that your band in the '60s. Before it was Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver's, you wanted to call it something very different. <laughs> and I'll just yeah. go with the politically correct talk, because I'm a little white guy, about, so I'm going to call it four N's and a C. Yeah, you talk about politically incorrect. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were the first. We were the first to do that. Yeah. I had uh, AP, you know, American Press, call me up. So, what, what's what? What's the name of your band? And I told him. They said, "Well, good luck with that." <laughs> <laughs> and we had to change it. We had it up on the marquee, and then we changed it to four color guys and a Chinese lad. Oh my God! But Barry Gordy said, uh, "You know, Botan said no. Yeah, we're going to call you Vancouver, the Vancouver's, <laughs> because we were from Vancouver." <laughs> what, but, what was yeah. that? What was Barry Gordy like? Uh, well, that was, that was the kind of humor that the band did yeah. know, back back in the day. Bobby Taylor, you know, he's he he passed away uh, a couple of years ago, but he not only a phenomenal singer, but uh, he, he's funny. He was so funny. He he could make you laugh so hard because he was <laughs> silly, you know, just silly, crazy. Yeah. Everybody, every every band, you know, every band member. You know that I played with. You know, jazz jazz musicians are notorious for knowing the best jokes. It may not be a lot, but they know the best. Any jazz musician, <laughs> you you ask them, and they'll tell you some joke that oh, that'll just make blow your, your mind. <laughs> oh, just blow your mind. <laughs> I love it. But you you've kind of run the gambit, man. Fucking musician. Writer, director, actor, stand-up comedian. Yeah. I, I mean, what the hell, man? Are you going to yeah. leave anything for the rest of us? What's going on with you? you you've been all over the no, place. No, no. I, I, I'm not good at anything. I can do a lot of things. <laughs> I can do a lot of things, but I'm not good at any one thing. Right. Thank God. Because then I'm not trapped. Right, right. You know, like I can play. I wasn't good enough to play on my own record. You know, my guitar. 
right. you know, you know, they needed a studio guy, but they got studio guys that can 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 play their ass off, you know. But I noticed one thing is that all the best musicians were more broke ass people <laughs> that needed to have a girlfriend so they could have a place to stay, you know. I need a couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the best musicians in the world. You know, they're staying at someone's friend's house because they can't afford shit. Right. Because they get ripped <laughs> off, you know, by the studios. Right. And so, so uh, like, we at Cheech and I, we got ripped off, you know, with our movie. But we were, you know, we're, we're lucky enough to, uh, you know, to other things happen, you know. Right. Because the thing is, if you're righteous, you know, if you don't steal from other people, then, then you can achieve. Uh, there's no end to what you can achieve. Yeah. But you can't. You can't cheat. Right. The Keep your integrity. Cheat, that that stops. Yeah. The only thing you have in life. That's the only thing. Yeah, I you believe know? that 100. percent That's it. That's it. When you die, man, you don't take one penny with you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the only thing you leave. The only thing you leave. You don't take anything. The only thing you leave behind is your reputation. That's the only thing. So was it true that you and Cheech started to do, you guys, let's go do this Battle of the Bands, and you guys show up, and, but you guys started doing jokes, and it was going so well, you didn't even play any music, and you guys won the Battle of the Bands? Not one note, and we won the Battle of the Bands. That is crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. Is that, was that the first well, night you guys playing off each other like that? Yeah, first night that, that anybody ever saw two long-haired uh, hippies do comedy, you know? And, and do the kind of comedy awesome. that made you fall on the floor laughing hard, you know. Yeah. I mean, because we had, we, you know, we worked in an improv club, you know, and we could do anything we wanted, and we did. <laughs> we did all that. <laughs> and the crazier we got, the the more the people liked it. And so that's why we never got around to playing music. Cause <laughs> musically, we were very weak, you know, because we hadn't played. <laughs> oh, but comedy-wise, comedy-wise, oh, man, you couldn't touch us. And we would go to places that we, we people were stunned. You know, they're looking at us. What? What did they just say? You know, just like I said, this is the name of our band. You know, <laughs> and 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 so uh, then then when we started doing records, you know, because Cheech was always a vocalist. Right. He was a singer. That's why we put a band together. Because he, had, you know, he's like a Johnny Mathis kind of a crooner, kind of. Uh, he was he's an artsy fartsy guy, you know. He he he's like the art. He hung out with all the top artists in in college. And, oh wow! And he really is an artist in in his own right. And uh, <laughs> so when whatever we did, we uh, Cheech always took it to that other level. Yeah, you know, he had always added just one more, you know, because he's so uh, so used to fine things, and so so that's how. You know, we, 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 and then with me, see, I own the nightclub in Canada. Oh, wow. We weren't working for it. Yeah, we weren't working for anybody. We were, you know, I, I, I haven't worked for anybody that I can remember. You know, that's, I think the last guy I worked for. That's my dream I, right I, there. I, I delivered the bread. Yeah. Yeah. I, I currently have a job because, uh, because I need to. But uh, yeah. I always str uh, strive to do things on my own. Like I'm always hustling to try to make something on the side or do something. And we're doing this and we're trying to make this to a point where we can sure. just do this full time. You know what I mean? Because we love it. I yeah. mean, we're talking to Tommy Chong for Christ's sake. Well, you, well that's how you do it. That's how you do yeah. it. You don't, you don't bullshit around. You just do it. Yep. You know, and then, then but the, 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 the one thing you can't cheat 
you, and you can't cheat yourself. You right. Know? I think we're doing it the long way, very, too. I think that's the right way to do it because we're taking yeah, our time yeah, to build. The, the right way is always, uh, you know, because you're going to fail. But that's where you learn, you see. You, you don't learn from winning. You only learn from losing. Yeah, you know yeah. what you should have done, what yeah. you should have done, what you could have done. You know, and 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 it's good that you lose early, because then when you start winning, you know <laughs> you've been through the losing part. Because everybody has to go through that, no matter who you are, you know, no matter where you start. Eventually, somewhere in your life, you're going to start at the bottom, because it's like a ride at yeah. Disneyland, you know. Okay, that ride, I had my eyes closed the whole time. Okay, let's do it again. This time I'm going to open my eyes, you know? Right. And that's what, life, that's what life is all about, you know? That's good. Just because you fail at one thing, yeah, so what? Yep. Try something out. Do yep. something. You know, keep doing it until, until you find it. And that's why with me, you know, like, I, I, the reason I, got, I directed a movie, I was trying to find a director, you know, I, I called... Uh, um, oh, shit, I forgot his name already. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was so Terrence Malick, Terrence Malick. Oh wow! You know, I called him because I loved his uh, Badlands was uh, with the Martin Sheen, and so I called him up and wanted to know if he would be interested in directing. And he he gave me the best advice. He said, "Did you write it?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Well, then you direct it." He says, you know what you want. No one can, you know, get inside your brain like you can. Right. And and so I said, oh, okay. And so that was what I did with my, every since, you know. Even even when I got the job with uh, that 70 show. Yeah. Uh, because now I was hired to play a character. And right. They, you know, the writers told me they wrote it just for me. And then, so I... I Went to the table read, and I watched, and, and then I seen how you do it, you know. They rehearse, they rewrite, they rehearse, they rewrite, and then they shoot the show. And uh, so I, I jumped right into that, and, and I saw a bunch of clips of the, that 70s show. And I had a, you know, I had a tweet and say, the amazing thing was that all the clips that they showed me in there, I never wrote one line Oh, wow. One ad lib. Yeah. Everything the writers wrote, every every word I, that I said. I, I, I remember ad libbing a, a, a motion. <laughs> that was it. Wow. That was the, the extent of it. Because, you know, That's great writing, you know, though. Well, they're such pros. Yeah. You know, and they know their they know the rhythm of the show and everything, you know. And so if you say the right thing at the right time, it's going to be bad. You know, when it's your turn to. Uh oh, you there? You know, oh, to me, and so when, oh no, because it wasn't. Uh, Tom, you're breaking up. Are you there? How uh, the director directed, you know. So I went to film school. Yeah. <laughs> I went to sitcom school, and so I, I sat there and I watched, you know, how they create that magic, you know, because you can never you get enough learning, you know. There's always something to do, you know. That's why this this pandemic, you know, people are bitching and moaning that means you know, they're not they don't have access to a phone right <laughs> right they're not doing things that they could be doing oh i think we're are you there you're, you're breaking up oh uh, am i still breaking up yeah oh Wait, what that's, 
That's oh, is the timer? Have we been on too long? Is that it? <laughs> no way. <laughs> I got. I still got too many questions for you. Can't let you go that easy. <laughs> okay. okay, I guess shitty uh, Wi-Fi up here sometimes. No, that's okay. We'll wait. We'll we'll power through it. Okay. Good. Hey, um, what was that '70s show? Your longest steady gig? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when is I think that of, weird? You know, Cheech and I, no, Cheech and I were. You know, we're still together. Yeah. You know, but but yeah, the movie. Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, it was was because it went five years. Yeah, yeah. Five Continuously, seasons. I mean, yeah. Yeah, five seasons. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I spent one half of one season in in jail. Right. But as soon as I got out, they put me. It was so weird. Because I wanted more money, you know, at the end of the fourth season. And so so they all said no. Yeah. They were going to write me out of the show. And then I got busted. And so it worked perfect. And so then after I, I did my nine months, I came back and then they wrote me back in the show without a raise, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did a really good job in that writing because they captured the spirit of Tommy uh, of Chong. From Cheech and Chong in that, yeah, in that they, role, they, they they captured that spirit and and the and and it fit in so well with what they were doing because none of them really knew what pot was, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're faking it, you know, but not 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 one of them. Right. <laughs> in fact, I I did a bit about about my first day at the seventy show, and I light up and I offered to all the the actors they all turned down and finally the cameraman reaches around hey welcome to the show man <laughs> <laughs> there's my friend <laughs> yeah, yeah it was part of the crew you know oh <laughs> uh, how much of of tommy chong in real life and tommy chong on tv or on in the movies and on your comedy sketches crosses over with each other uh, it depends Depends on where I'm, but I'm learning now to to do the grandpa, be quiet, you know, right? Be quiet and just enjoy not having to talk, right? You know, I've been enjoying that lately. Uh, you know, when I go to parties, you know, it depends. I, I'm hanging out with Sugar Ray Leonard, you know, the boxer. Yeah, and he's his awesome. Wife and my, yeah, his wife and my wife, they're best friends because oh, that's they're cool. both. They're both very domineering. You know? right. <laughs> they both they both tell Sugar and I what to wear. And Type A to, personalities, to, you know, how to talk and where to sit. <laughs> we're like we're like toy poodles. You know? So it's a okay. is a typical Saturday night. Is it Tommy Chong and Sugar Ray Leonard barbecuing, yeah, a lot. drinking wine, yeah, and a, a, a very you know we go to different restaurants. The way the women pick it out. Of I course, love this. You know? This feels like it should be on TV. <laughs> oh, it, oh, it, oh! Wouldn't it be great? Show. Wouldn't it be great? Yeah, well, that, that's that's like a, that's a reality show in the making, right there. <laughs> and, 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 you know, you know what the big deal is now huh. when we go to eat. The women have one table and the men sit at another table. Oh. It is so fucking cool <laughs> because because you know because when it's mixed couples, you know. Uh, you know, they have to include us in the conversation, right? <laughs> right, and and we don't give a shit about what they're talking about, you right? Know, who's with who, or who dumped who? You know, you know, yeah, who cares? What she wear, and, right? And oh, did you see the Grammys? Oh, you know, none of that crap, right? Guy, and, and, oh, and, and the guys that I'm with, they're they're Trumpies. <laughs> they're a couple of Trumpies. The Trumpies. But they know, <laughs> They, they know better than the, the, the they start 
uh, one guy. He, well, both of them. Both of them. One guy. Listen, one guy got the the virus. Oh he's no! He's still a Trumpy. He's still a Trumpy. Uh, <laughs> you know Jesus. because they don't. You know they they say well you know uh, 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 Hillary must have brought it in. You know, so. <laughs> I'm calling them all that from now on, Trumpies. I love that. <laughs> oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, you know I was calling. I was calling them Trump tards for a while, but uh, <laughs> but the guy with a, a retarded kid called me out called me out on it. Oh, he, he says my kids, uh, you know, he mentally probably, you know, so it's like an insult to him. So, I, oh, okay, okay, and I changed it, so it's all Trumpies now. I love it, oh, Trumpies. Yeah. Hey, Trumpies, Trumpies with a li- with a little T. With a little T, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Small E, yeah, small T's. I I I. I, 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 I Ask them on my uh, Twitter page all the time. You know, they they show up. You know, they tell me call me an idiot, and then I block them, <laughs> and I insult them on the way out. <laughs> I have a I have a lot of fun, <laughs> and they and, and they just want me to you know just shut up, be 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 that stoner, but but don't have a political uh, view, uh, 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 an opinion, right? You know. Not that I, you know, I've been around longer than these guys that, you know, You're right. <laughs> could even think about it. No, I, I definitely, no, I, you know, I knew Trump was going to win. I, I knew that he shouldn't win. And I knew, you know, when I, especially when Comey uh, uh, fixed shocked. it for him to win. Yeah. As soon as Comey, soon, soon as Comey did that, that was it. And, and, and he knew what he was doing. Yeah. You, you can't tell oh, me. Oh, he's playing the media. All, Oh my God! Yeah. No, no, it, they want to Trump in, and and the reason they want to Trump in is to get all the tax breaks what they got. Yeah, <laughs> but but they didn't expect to get car, you know a pandemic like this. This is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> can you imagine? Only Trump would, you know. Let's see. I can just see God going. Oh, okay, just a minute. Okay, that pandemic. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's give him the pandemic. Let's see what he does with that. Hey, with <laughs> he does nothing right. With nothing, nothing, because he's a liar. Yeah, he never wanted the job. No, you know, probably he didn't not. want to be president. He didn't want to be president. That's why he got elected because he was so honestly dishonest. right (laughs) you know what i mean yeah you can't nothing coming out yeah 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 i grab a woman by the pussy yeah so what you know right Uh, you know yeah i did Uh, it's weird that the uh the super right-wing christians that are so staunchly behind him listen but trying his best to lose yeah like the mel brooks the producer you know they (laughs) tried their best to have a flop movie and instead they had a hit and that's what happened to Trump. Oh, Trump so did funny. not want a job, you know. No, no con man in his, in his in his right mind wants a job. He's a reality they just t- want, TV star. They just want to get paid. They just want to get paid for telling you a story. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, and 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 once they get paid, then they don't care about anybody. I'm an awesome <laughs> but, loser. I'm the but, best but loser you'll ever see. <laughs> well, instead, he got elected. Yeah, and that threw a big uh, monkey wrench into his plans. He doesn't know what health insurance is. He has no concept. No, he's of, never had to worry anything. about it. Nothing. Yeah, he has no concept. You know, you, his only concept is that how his hair looks. Right. You know? <laughs> he and and he still got that Elvis Presley. You know, uh, someone once told him he's got that Elvis Presley kind of vibe. You know. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and so, so he's still back in that era. You know? <laughs> oh, I do. Let me pull this out to the max. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Hey, with oh my god. all the political correct now is it, it's going to be good. You know, Biden's yeah. going to get reelected, and and Biden's going to be. Oh, he's got his work ahead of him. But you notice how how, how the Republicans mess everything up, like George Bush. Yeah. You know, George Bush starting the the Iraqi war based on weapons of mass destruction <laughs> that never existed. Right. You know? <laughs> and then and now now we got Trump in there. Only he and he alone can do anything. <laughs> this guy can't even find the, the door to the White House. <laughs> he keeps walking in the closet. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. With, with the current political environment and, like, the cancel culture, I was curious, what do you think of that With when it comes to stand-up comedy and all the, the political correctness that is happening? And then if somebody steps out of line... You get a, you just get berated, man. You get barraged until they're canceling you. And sometimes, I don't think all of it is necessarily warranted. No, you get you. Hey, listen, you know, especially comedy. Comedy yeah. comes at a certain time in, in history. You know, it comes and go like jazz, yeah, jazz music. You know, because comedy really is the truth. You're you're dealing with truth. That's why the black uh, comics, you know, they just uh, oh, they just grew like crazy yeah. you know during the 70s you know because they were they were telling the truth they were telling the truth you know comics like red fox you know they've been telling the truth forever right but they, but they were telling it to to black crowds you know and then then fox got his uh uh stanford son and next thing you know he's got a big uh, white following but they wanted fred stanford you know they didn't want uh, they didn't want red Chris fox Rock. right yeah and so, so comedy, you know, it comes and goes, you know, it's like jazz, like dancing, right? like clubs, like bars, like you can't go to a bar now, you know, it's too dangerous, right? you know? And so, so what, you know what I'm doing, what I'm planning on doing, cause we're, we got a uh, Cheech and Chong dispensaries. And so what That's I want to do is to turn the, the, the dispensaries into like a, um, um, community center. Oh, cool! You know, so that and the way you do it is very simple. You just have a a billboard announcing what's going on, you know, in the community, right. with the culture, right, with the culture. You see, and and we will abide by whatever health rules that we need to abide by. But eventually, I, I want to uh, be able to provide space for entertainers like comedians yeah like uh poets or like jazz musicians or you know music groups you know a space yeah you. that's an awesome idea you know you don't you don't need you don't need much more than a, a space where you got electricity you got a stage you, you know you got dressing rooms you can come out and do your do your act you know and you know like the the, the old days the old ways of like like the the bars and that it's going to change, you know, and we're, we're going to be, we're going to look for a healthier lifestyle right. as opposed to uh, like some of the restaurants and especially in LA, you know, they're, they're, they're outside and they're much nicer. Yeah. <laughs> they're much nicer. You go to these restaurants, go, God, I never knew it was so nice out here. And all they did was, you know, put pony carpet down and, and some landscaping and some fencing. And now you got, uh, you know, lighting and heaters. 
you know so so the pandemic is changing our our way of life everything making it more uh civilized yeah because families are eating together (laughs) not a bad thing right (laughs) no you know kids sitting at the same table as their parents (laughs) you know uh you know because mom and dad aren't running off to all their different jobs yeah that they have to do now now they're they're stuck in the house yeah i work from home yeah they got to teach their kid Yep. You know, they got to go through all that. See, when I was growing up, that's the way we lived. Yeah. <laughs> it was called property. <laughs> what, did your mom and dad, I had, I wanted to ask you this. Did your mom and dad have to deal with racism in Canada the, with the oh. era that they're in and being him Chinese descent and your mom being <clears throat> Scottish Irish? From the day they got married. Yeah. But my dad, you know, I, I found that out much later but my dad and his brother when it were notorious uh fighters yeah you know uh they they, because back in the day uh you know you weren't just a kid you were a kid that had either had to learn how to fight or run (laughs) right fight or flight one or the other fight or flight and my dad was because he was he was quite short yeah he was like the running back for the football team he was the guy they gave the ball to because you couldn't stop him. Right. And and my uncle ended up teaching uh, diving and gymnastics at the University of uh, Alberta. That's cool. <clears throat> so my dad, when he married my mother, my mother was five foot eight or close to nine, five foot nine. My dad was f- uh, five foot three. Oh wow! And and Chinese, full Chinese. Yeah. And, you know, and I we never knew how they met. All the family, you know, because my dad, typical Chinese, he, you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't talk. He, he hardly talked. Yeah. Uh, like he would, uh, he would never say goodbye or hello. Oh. You know, he, when he left, he was a, dry, a truck driver. He just left. When he left to go on the road, he'd just leave. <laughs> That's called the Irish he, goodbye. When you, yeah. When you go to a party and then you just leave without saying goodbye. <laughs> yeah. The Irish goodbye. Yeah. It's called the Irish goodbye. Yeah. Well, my mother, my mother was part Irish, supposedly, but yeah. I found out later that she was twenty-five uh, percent native. Oh, that's when I found out. I'm eight percent native. Yeah. And so, and so, yeah. You talk about racism. Yeah. Hey, for for a hot minute, especially during the war. Yeah. Like like uh, when you got the uniform on, the the drunk, the drunks would would have something smart to say, right? But not for long, you know, because my dad. Well, when we were kids, uh, we moved in the, this one neighborhood. Well, the thing is, but when you're in the Chinese community, yeah, they call everybody uncle. It's because when they went through the immigration. Right. All of a sudden, everybody's your uncle, regardless. <laughs> you know? And so, so we had an uncle, and and when we sold our our little farm uh, house, and we had we moved in with him. Yeah. And his 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 wife, and uh, Joe Joe Ma, and uh, and so we moved into this new neighborhood, a white neighborhood. Yeah. And I, I and I went to the park, you know. I was so happy, and I, I go to a little park, and there's a gang of kids there, and so they surrounded me, and and they were very racist, you know. They come yeah. on, and, you know, and started pushing me around, and then they then they got a young kid my size, and they said, "Okay, you guys got to fight, see who's <laughs> the toughest." Yeah. Well, th- they had no idea that I grew up with a bigger brother. Right, he's three years older than me, so, so I I knew how to disable a kid. <laughs> I had 
I had I had my my go to gut punch. Right. You know. Right. I I I laid him out with a gut punch, and that that was the end of that. <laughs> and you know him and that kid and I became friends later. But 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 that and, and then and so so after I laid the kid out with a gut punch. The rest, the big kids started kicking me and pushing me around, you know, yeah. bullying me. You yeah, know? they 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 just pushed me around. They, they didn't. They were they were kind of like, kind of mixed, like uh, because we're their feelings were okay. This guy is different than us, so we should be bullying him. But I kind of like him, <laughs> you know. He's different. Yeah. And so we ended we ended up being friends. But I went home crying. And my uncle took me in the backyard, my Chinese uncle, and and he taught me he taught me three ways to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! One was you hit him in the nose with the with the base of your hand, uh-huh. hit him up, so the bone bone fragments goes into the brain. Oh my God! <laughs> Another one was behind the ear with your with your knuckles. Oh, and the third one was a, a, a throat chop to the to the throat, oh. right to the throat. <laughs> Those would do it, man. <laughs> so, so we we got like a real soft neighbor right next door, and so I tried it on, on him. <laughs> and of course, the, of course, the kid's nose blew up. You know, started oh. bleeding. And he went home, and he's got blood Poor all kid. over the place. And the mother mother shows up at the door with the kid knocking on my door, and he's look, look what your kid did to my kid. <laughs> and then. And then the whole neighborhood put up fences. <laughs> up until then, it was a community lawn. <laughs> <laughs> there were wartime houses. <laughs> oh and my god! Know, fences. We we were we were responsible for fences. Two seconds my later, my brother and I we we grew up like little natives, you know. Well, you guys like like, our, like we never had toys. You know? Right. There's no such thing as a toy store in the, in the country. Right. You know, you made your toys. Were you guys pretty wild? Uh, oh yeah. But my, you know, my my mother was strict as could be, you know. Yeah. But yeah, there was no running around, you know. She wasn't an alcoholic at all. She was, she had TB, you know. She had been sick, you know. And we were, uh, you know, I was without a mom for for four or five years, but but no, no, she was quite strict. Yeah. But we were wild in the sense that we were, uh, you know, oh well, well, we never wore shoes or shirts. <laughs> All summer. <laughs> We're well, you're in Alberta, Canada, man. You got to take your clothes off at some point. You get the you get the fall yeah, and winter. It's when, like when, ridiculous. When it gets hot, when it gets hot. Not only that, but you can afford to have shoes where you wore out. Yeah, you know, so you went barefoot. You know, summer you don't. Yeah, your Sunday shoes. is best, and all, and and that's it. Yeah, oh, it's Sunday, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah, and that's it. No, and and and, and for toys, I used to borrow my mother's uh, paring knives. You know, mm-hmm. and then we learned how to throw them in, in first of all into the outhouse and then into the into the barn. Oh, that's great! You're using little, repairing knives in the outhouse. <laughs> she wants to love that. Little, uh, well, the outside of the outhouse, <laughs> the door, <laughs> and and the the shed. Yeah, and we used to, and we my brother got really good. Well, he was the best athlete. Yeah, you know, I was okay, but my brother was deadly with that knife. And so, so sometimes I'd have friends over that I'd be, you know, and they had no idea how, like, what a what a, a, a native my brother was. Yeah, <laughs> and he he would have 
uh, my friends, you go, stand still, don't move, don't move. <laughs> and then you throw the knife and see how close you get to the zero. Oh, God. I would not have <laughs> been a good person. I would have been so nervous. <laughs> or, or, or on his feet. On his feet, you throw it in, you could stick it in there. Oh, yeah, we are. No, but that, that was our... That, that was our go-to things. And then awesome. for Christmas, uh, President, oh, get me a hunting knife. That's yeah. what I wanted. Yeah. You know, that's, and that's what my my mother bought us, you know. We had these Swiss uh, hunting knives that were so sharp and so so much fun. I used to wander off into the uh, into the fields in Alberta. Yeah. Myself. Just myself. I'd pack a lunch and go and, yeah. Oh, you gone yeah, for hours? I, I, I was, no, you know, doing in the daytime. Yeah. You know. Just just go on a hike in the daytime by myself. Yeah, and then come back. Yeah. So uh, no, I I, uh, I had a magical childhood. Growing up like that, when did you realize that you had this bug in you to entertain? Because all the well, things you've been doing I, is is all wrapped around entertaining. Well, I could play guitar. Yeah. I learned how to. My mother had a guitar that she bought when she was pregnant with me, and I got it. Here I finally I found the pieces and I had it redone. I, oh, that's I'm cool. looking at it now, but uh, it was the little cheap Sears guitar, you know, that you got for I think ten dollars, fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Had a little hula girl picture on her on the front, uh, which is gone now. But uh, but we had this guitar, and then uh, there across the field there was a fiddle player, and I learned that's how, cool. how to play guitar that I could play with the fiddle player. Yeah. And so a lot so of rhythm then. Yeah. I just all rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I was like a backup guitar player for, uh, I, I think I started when I was about eight, eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And then I, right up till I was, till I started the band, I started the band, uh, when I was, uh, I guess 16, 17. Yeah. And I just turned 17 and I, we started, uh, you know, I got into a real band. Yeah. But up until then, I played with a fiddle player for, for a couple of years. You That's know? cool. He taught me. He taught me how to keep the time. Yeah. You know. That's my worst and, thing. And he he taught me three things. He says, first of all, give the people what they want. Yeah. If they want to hear the same song five times a night, give it to them. Uh, and then and then uh, always keep the time. You know, keep good rhythm, keep good time. Yeah. Don't speed. Don't drag. Just you know get that pocket, find that groove. And and that was it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, you play for dances and you'd have a, maybe a, a couple of breaks, Yeah, but you played for an hour and then you had maybe 15 minutes and then, Oh, we got to go back playing. And, you know, and I loved it. Oh, man. how old was, were you when you guys moved to, to Vancouver? I was, I, I was 20. So I was 20. Did you start the club or did your parents? Oh, the club? Yeah. It was given it was given to us. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. We're blessed. That's we awesome. Blessed. Know what happened? Uh, you know, it was uh, a, we, was we it played. a it was a strip club, right? Well, there was a couple. Okay. The the first one was an after hours club. It was a steakhouse originally. Oh, cool. The guy bought the building and he said to me, uh, would you like a, a club? And I said, <laughs> Yeah. And I said, Where? And he, so, he showed me. Yeah. And so he handed me the keys and we opened it up and we had to put a stage in. Yeah. And we we put a stage in. And it was like a practice club for the longest time because we couldn't afford to, to advertise. Right. But but I met my now wife, but she was a young, uh, 
high school kid and uh and we and we were doing other gigs side gigs to you know supplement our our, our nightclub our rehearsal hall yeah <laughs> and uh and so we did this teen fair and and she had seen us before out at, at uh the beach we we did a, a beach when i first saw her yeah and, and and i met her she wanted to she was into black guys she wanted to meet the singer <laughs> but I kept sticking my face in there. <laughs> no, right, look at me. I got I a dark you? complexion. Look how good looking I am. <laughs> <laughs> she had no no interest in me at all until she had no choice. <laughs> 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 and so anyway, we played the teen fair, and then they wanted they come up and talk to the band, and they wanted a ride to the hot club in town. Yeah. You know, I, and so we told them, well, we got a club. Why don't you come and see our club? And they said, well, yeah, we never heard of it. So uh, we're going to go to the hot club. Right. But the problem was they were they were kind of like hippie teenagers, you know. Right. And they weren't wearing shoes. <laughs> so so, so the, the nightclub wouldn't let them in the, the hot club. You know, oh my God! And, and it was so crowded that most people were outside anyway. And 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 Shelby and her, her sister, they're, they're you you have no idea how gorgeous they were. <clears throat> I mean, just well, your wife has aged amazingly well. She's that's what I'm beautiful. Saying. So and her sister, her sister looks just as good. I mean, wow. they're just amazing. And can you imagine when they're like? Well, that's that's some uh, genetics right 15 there. Fifteen and, and and seventeen. <laughs> I think she was seventeen. 16. Can you imagine? Right. And so anyway, they they weren't allowed in that club. And so most of the, the patrons were standing outside because it was hot and crowded in there. <clears throat> and so my, my my now wife, Shelby, says, well, I know a club that we can get into. And so, so she she led everybody, like Pied Piper, down to our club. And of course, my brother looked at her with no shoes and said, "Hey, you know, to me, I'm on stage." And I said, "It's okay, let her in. She's a friend of mine." <laughs> and and from that day forth, that club was packed. That's as awesome. As, they, as soon as they heard our band, as soon as they heard, saw the the club. Was you get the amazing. teenage girls, man. They bring everybody else in, especially when it comes to clubs. Yeah. Oh, they they're, they're in charge of everything. Yeah. Yeah, you, 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 they know what's hip there's, and what isn't. There's a ton of bands that I listened to in junior high and high school, not because I liked them, because the girls liked them. That's exactly it. Yeah. When I first, when I was playing music, I had a, a another native. We were in army cadets together. Yeah. And and when we were in cadets, you know, we I'd bring out the guitars, you know, and uh, we would play. Uh, play backup for for dick dick bird he was a full-blood sarsi native but he did great elvis presley impersonations nice because because elvis came out just when we were yeah we were there when he when he when he first appeared on tv wow and so next thing you know we're i'm i'm taking a bus with my guitar down to western canada high school to back up my dick as he did his Elvis person, Presley impersonation. Doing nothing but a hound dog. Girls, <laughs> with girls screaming. Yeah, you oh. ain't nothing but a hound oh, dog. Oh, man. And uh, what was that other one? Uh, uh, Heartbreak Hotel. Uh, Heartbreak Hotel. Yeah. Since my baby left me. Oh, God, he's so God, good. Yeah. And the girls were screaming. Oh, man. <laughs> 
Yeah. It was so funny, too. It's funny what girls will make you do, man. The things that you'll go through just to impress that one girl. <laughs> that's, that's how Cheech got into pottery. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh, you got to tell us the story. <laughs> Cheech. And we're back. And if you want to hear the rest of the story that Tommy was about to tell, come back this afternoon and listen to it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun. It was very special. I, I can't thank Tommy enough for coming on and, and just sharing his stories and his nuggets of wisdom. And just, man, it was a good time. Well, I mean, thank him so much for coming on and coming on again. He didn't even know he, was, he, didn't even know he was going to be on two episodes. I know. He's this a, is what he's happens. A, yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> Couldn't believe he called us <laughs> but, back. Uh, it, it, when I, when I when I was editing the episode, what was great is like I was listening to it, I was going through it, and there was a spot like pretty much within you know right around the middle where he starts telling the story about Cheech, and I'm like, yeah. man, it'd be so great to cut it here for a tease, right? And then you did, <laughs> and then I did. <laughs> what a jerk! But you guys can come back right? and, and listen to the rest if you liked that. And I I have a hard time believing that you didn't. Yeah, me too. You know, go check out spoilerverse.com. There are a ton of back issues there uh, with people that are amazing and just like Tommy Chung and you'd be shocked yeah. at the people that are there I mean there's so much good stuff there and there's articles and reviews and previews and tons of other podcasts up on our website at spoilerverse.com and in the center of that page is a link that says store and you need to go click on that and get a t-shirt or a hoodie or a mask or a, a tapestry or a poster look fly as hell look, make yourself look fly as hell and make your dwelling look fly as hell with posters and tapestries <laughs> make your dwelling <laughs> Hell yeah. Your hobbit hole. And that helps us out. It helps us out. It gives us a dollar, a dollar or two to help, you know, keep the lights on here, pay the bills, and, uh, you know, do that because then you'll be the coolest person in town. There so. you guys go. All right. I think that's a show. That's a show. All right. Don't forget, notions of podcasts. We are Cthulhu. And as Cthulhu compels you to do, open your mind and read more. All right. Stop laughing. Man. It's not <laughs> Uh, get into it. <laughs>